previously on Little Bit Leave It. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Little Bit Leave It, the podcast where we talk Love Island, UK in the USA. My name is Ben, and with me, as always, it is my podcasting partner and partner in life, Becca. I am so excited. Oh, my God. Um, Janice? This has been a dream since the Jess and Chad episode with the Penguins. And now it is finally coming into play two days before my gestational diabetes test. We had to get it in there. Yep. It's time for the first volume of the Little Bit Leave It Guide to British Confectionery. Unfortunately, according to my main man at Rocket Fizz, the specialty candy store near us, penguins have been impossible to get. Apparently, it was a super hot summer, so they weren't shipping that much chocolate over from parts abroad. He got a fresh shipment just the other day, but it was only two kinds of bars. So we're working with what they had, basically. On top of everything else, global warming is going to completely eliminate the international chocolate trade, isn't it? We're screwed. Insult to injury. Hopefully the penguins will show up later this winter and we will get a volume two out postpartum. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. But for today, we've got five different chocolate bars for us to try. And those are the Cadbury Flake. Which sounds like dandruff. The Aero Bar. Does it fly? The Dairy Milk Fruit and Nut. Dreading this. Yeah, I know. That's the one I do not want to try. Our friend who's a dual British American citizen was like, ew, (laughs) that one's bad. The Crunchy. Okay. And the Star Bar. The Star Bar is the one that the English people I have known have raved about, but we'll find out, right? And the Lion is the other one I, I think a lot of people like. I didn't see any lions. We'll get that next time. And now four of these five are manufactured by Cadbury, which is, you know, the biggest name in English chocolate. So I thought I could spend a minute telling you about that. Whether we like it or not. Exactly. So Cadbury was founded in Birmingham or Birmingham, as they say, up north. You should probably say it right. We've already learned. Yeah, I know. We'll get Jacob Waller on our ass. So it was founded by John Cadbury, but it is now a part of the Mondelez International Food Conglomerate, which Americans may know as Kraft Foods and Cigarettes. That actually sounds like a great afternoon. Mac and cheese, chocolate, and a cigarette? Like, I'm down. Yeah. Not pregnant, but I'm down. So they introduced dairy milk chocolate at the beginning of the 20th century, and That had more milk than their competitors' chocolates, and it really made them into the leading chocolate brand in England. Originally, the company sold coffee, tea, and drinking chocolate. That's so British. Yeah. And then it was, you know, about 40 years after the company started, it was actually failing, and John's sons figured out how to get, like, a better quality of cocoa powder into England, And then they also invented the modern chocolate Easter egg. The Cadbury cream egg? Uh, No, not yet, but it was like a Cadbury Easter egg. But yeah, the Cadbury cream egg 
you know, as a kid in the United States, that's the only kind of Cadbury that I knew. Yeah. And it was delicious. I always wanted one. We saw commercials all the time, but I don't think I ever got one. We always get that shitty Palmer stuff. My parents would not let me have that. I mean, my mom would not let me have that. Hershey's too, but Palmer feels very Eastery in the U.S. I have never heard of Palmer's, but also I was raised Jewish, so... You're not missing anything. Palmer sucks. So, uh, yeah, John's sons really set Cadbury on the course that we know today. First, bringing in the better cocoa powder, inventing the Easter egg, and then the dairy milk. And they became the first British company to manufacture and distribute milk chocolate. And they did that in the beginning of the 20th century. I'm not going to bore you guys with the entire corporate history and all the conglomerates and mergers and all that crap. God, please don't. There's a bunch of chocolate sitting here in front of a pregnant lady. Yeah, but we've got a big plate of chocolate in front of us. And you can see a photo of that plate of chocolate if you support us on Patreon. That's right. Let's get that plug in now. If you love the podcast, you can support us on Patreon for as little as $2 a month. We put a bunch of stuff up there. Imported chocolate's expensive, y'all. It is. So I thought we would start with what I have perceived as Cadbury's kind of signature product apart from like a plain chocolate bar. The dairy milk? Well, no, the flake. Oh, wouldn't it make more sense to start at the beginning? Uh, Maybe. I just kind of want to sandwich that dairy milk fruit and nut kind of in the middle so we have good stuff before and after it. All right. Fair enough. I'll let you drive. Yeah. So the flake might be Cadbury's most popular product today. I think it probably is. I should have looked that up, but I did look up that it was introduced in 1920, and it's got this really cool texture. If you've never had one before, it almost looks like little sheets, very thin sheets of chocolate are kind of like layered and folded on top of each other. Like a satin ribbon. Yeah. Made of chocolate. Yeah, it looks really, really cool. They try to keep this process by which they make it a secret, but Anne Reardon, who is... Uh, Slughorn. She's a... Uh, yeah, the, the Slughorn up to Cadbury's Willy Wonka. Was it Slughorn or... Sl- that doesn't sound quite right. Slugball? Slugworm? Sluggo? Slughorn's from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, Okay. Slugworth. Slugworth. Slugworm was pretty close. Yeah, but that's a garden pest. So Anne Reardon is a food scientist. She has videos on YouTube. I like them. She thinks that she's figured out how to do this. It's the result of a process called seizing. So you can seize chocolate by introducing moisture into melted chocolate. Now, typically this is something you do not want to do because it actually introduces granules and causes some of the cocoa powder and sugar to bind to the moisture or the water rather than the cocoa butter. But for making a flake, you actually do want this to happen. So that's what creates the kind of little granular texture and eliminates the chocolate's uniformity. So I don't know all the details of the whole process, but seizing is a part of it. So can we eat it now? Almost, almost. So the flake got popular originally as an ice cream topping and still you can get like half length flake bars and put it in like a soft serve vanilla ice cream. They call it 99 flakes. Super popular. I actually had heard of this, remembered seeing it in England when I was there, you know, a long time ago. And finally, before we try it, 
Flake is known for a kind of uh, sexual advertising. The Flake Girl was introduced in 1959 and has been the center of the product's advertising campaign for all but a few years in the mid-2000s. The ads typically show an attractive woman sensually eating a Flake bar, often getting literally wet from the rain or sprinklers or something. So, okay, let's eat it. I am not wet, either from above or below. Oh my god. I'm so glad we marked these as explicit. It tastes nice. Yeah, I like the texture. Nice and light. Kind of like it melts in your mouth a little bit. But I think it would be better with ice cream than just on its own. I think it's too uniflavored for an entire eating experience. But I also picked out a little bit of that granularity that the Wikipedia article referred to. I also put some little tiny pieces of flake. Shavings, if you will. You can kind of just like let them melt in your mouth. And your hand. Mm-hmm. This is good. I like it. But yeah, it's not doesn't taste like good chocolate. It tastes good, but it's not, you know, it doesn't taste like expensive chocolate. Oh, that was fun. I just kind of used my tongue to get all the layers apart in my mouth. That was fun. Oh, I missed that one. Okay. Yeah, well, we have more upstairs. So what do you think? Yay or nay? Uh, yay with ice cream. Yeah. Nay on its own. Yeah, I don't think it would be my go-to, but I liked it. And certainly not like any other chocolate bar that we would get in the U.S. It just tastes like if you smashed a regular chocolate bar and you ate the flakes. That's what it tastes like. Yeah. Make your own. Next up, it is the only non-Cadbury product in our lineup. The Aero Bar. So this one I won't talk about as much. Thank goodness. It was originally made by Roundtree, but is now made by Nestle. It was invented in 1935. So this is another texture that I don't think we have in any U.S. candy. It's pretty popular in a lot of countries around the world, but it's this like kind of aerated chocolate where they push the air pockets into the chocolate, and as the chocolate cools, the air pockets actually get bigger. We got regular flavor. Mint has been around since the late 50s, but there are a ton of varieties. And there are Aero branded drinks, ice creams, other desserts. Aero is super duper popular. So let's get to it. It looks like boobs. I like this one much better. This is the lightness and fluffiness I was hoping for. I think the chocolate tastes better. Yeah, I think the chocolate tastes better. And I agree with you on the lightness and the fluffiness. But I'm telling you, honestly, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of the texture. Or at least like the texture is not the selling point for me. If you have trypophobia, highly, highly recommend avoiding these. What is that? Fear of the holes. Fear of any holes? Like multiple creepy ass holes that look like bugs are going to come out. Oh, didn't know about that fear. I was at the doctor's office the other day. They had, you know, some ugly flower arrangement in the bathroom. And they had those big plants with the big holes in them. Uh-huh. And I got to tell you, I was skeeved. Well, now I'm just looking at the inside of this chocolate bar, picturing bugs crawling out of it. And I'm starting to get a little skeeved. Again, the flavor is too uniform. I wouldn't go for it as a snack. But I am curious about trying one of the flavored varieties. Yeah, that's what I say. This makes me want to try the flavored ones. This is just kind of plain. But I really like the texture. And I do think it tastes better than the Cadbury Flake. 100%. So that's a yay. It's funny because, you know, the U.S. is basically the only major market in the world, I think, where a chocolate with that texture profile is not very popular. That's because we like stuff in our chocolate. And I got to tell you, 
I'm down with that American ethos. The more crap in that chocolate bar, the more I want to eat it. Me too. Yeah. I want crap in my chocolate, crap in my ice cream. Yeah. I want a Snickers surrounded by a Butterfinger surrounded by a Baby Ruth. Yeah. Like the turducken of candies. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm a little wet. Whoa. Um, okay. So let's get into those chocolate bars with stuff in them. Yay, stuff. Uh, so let's start with uh, the dreaded Dairy milk, fruit, and nut. No, not that stuff. Other stuff. So this one contains raisins and almonds as the fruit and nut, respectively. All right, almonds are fine, but raisins, why do you have to mar a perfectly good chocolate bar with raisins? And originally it had Brazil nuts in addition to almonds. So this was introduced in 1926 and uh, tellingly, the Wikipedia article for this chocolate bar is extremely brief. Not a lot of people uh, going and editing it and adding all kinds of info. Not a lot of fans of this chocolate bar, I'm assuming. Like I said, when, my, when I told my bestie that we were doing this, she started reminiscing about her childhood trips to London. And when I mentioned we were doing this bar, she was like, oh, not that one. Yeah. So here we go. I really hate raisins. I like raisins, but I don't like this. I think the chocolate is the best chocolate that we've tried, but it's just totally ruined by the raisin. I hate it. Yeah. This tastes like something my mom would have bought us in the 80s because it's almost healthy because there's raisins and almonds in it. And, you know, at least at the movies or whatever, she could pretend that we weren't eating total crap. Though, like I said, the chocolate tastes the best of the chocolate. So I don't far. know. I can't even taste the chocolate because I'm so offended. Wow. By the raisins. Wow. So this one is a nay, right? A giant nay. A horse, if you will. A horse of a chocolate bar. Okay. So, yeah, let's uh, let's take a little water break and clean those palates or cleanse those palates, rather. I wish we had some sorbet. What are you, a 1920s aristocrat? No, uh, my aunt's 1991 wedding. No kidding. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, there were a couple rounds of sorbet, I remember. Whoa, multiple rounds of sorbet? In little cones. What is this, the Gilded Age? Dude, my nine-year-old ass was so mind-boggled that there was ice cream between courses. Well, sorbet. Shadowbrook in New Jersey. Still open, still doing weddings. So our next chocolate bar is the Crunchy. Now, the crunchy is honeycomb toffee dipped in chocolate. Now, if you're asking what honeycomb toffee is, uh, maybe you know it by the name chimney toffee. Chimney toffee? Yeah, I didn't know that either. I most certainly do not know that. That is a lot less appetizing and no thank you. Yeah, so in the U.S., I read that it was called sponge candy. Okay, that at least I've heard of. I don't know if I've ever heard Chimney of it. Chimney toffee just makes it sound like you're licking an ashtray or something. Well, I think it's because the shape almost looks like the smoke coming up from a chimney or something like that. Ooh. Anyway, this uh, honeycomb toffee is not something that I am familiar with, and I've never seen it in a chocolate bar. This one was introduced in 1929 by J.S. Son, and they were bought by Cadbury, and so it's now made by Cadbury. So the slogan for this bar is, get that Friday feeling. Not sure what that is supposed to mean. It's like the end of the week. I'm going to have a crunchy bar. Woo, TGIF. 
Yeah. Let's go hit on some stewardesses. Cadbury has been making these in Poland for the last several years or maybe the last decade or something like that. I wonder what Brexit's going to do to that. That's exactly where I was going. I know. Yeah. So it's been made in Poland. Now they may have to move production back to the UK or the British will see a pretty decent spike in the cost of their crunchy bars. What a travesty. Yeah, dude. Boris Johnson sucks. Sucks. All right. Well, let's eat one. I mean, he's also a corrupt fascist in bed with the mob, but yeah, he sucks. So let's eat this crunchy bar. In honor of Tony Blair? No, God, Tony Blair? Margaret Thatcher? Oh, it's even worse. It's like Gordon Brown? I, I don't know. Yeah, Gordon Brown wasn't, he was a Labor Party guy, right? I have no idea. I've like stretched my knowledge of, of English politics now. Yeah, I've been learning a lot about English politics as a result of doing this podcast. For the queen! Yeah, for... You know, no, we're an anti-royalist podcast. I'm For pretty Prince sure. Prince Philip. No, he's like the worst one. All right. Well, then I don't he's know. He's the one who is like, what color are the babies? All right. For Archie. Who's that? Princess Harry. No, not Princess Harry. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's son. Okay. For Archie. I hate it. This is so weird. I'm going to keep eating it, but I wanted you to know I hate it. This flavor is weird. Did you use that smoky kind of flavor well now you know why it's called chimney i guess i know it's so sweet yeah it, it is really really sweet um i do appreciate that the toffee is crunchy and not sticky i don't think i'm gonna finish mine i i don't know this is um i like the flavor after a second or two but that first flavor that you get when you bite into it i don't know i don't i don't like it like i i taste a ton of like malt right like a huge hit of malt yeah, there's definitely a Whopper vibe there. Oh, are Whoppers? What is the inside of Whoppers? Is that like this? Kinda. Kind of. I might also like this better if it wasn't the fourth chocolate bar I've tried. If it was like sort of a solo operation where I needed something sweet and it was like a fun size, like a like a Halloween fun size bar, like the super small square ones. Yeah. I think that would be a good dose or even the two bite ones that the less cheap parents buy. Yeah. No, it's super buttery, super uh, sweet, creamy, crunchy. I'm, I'm actually talking myself into liking this one. I respect it. I don't know if I like it. So here's the thing. Kind of like Bruce Springsteen and Prince. What? Oh, my gosh. Honey, just no, just stop. Stop. <laughs> I respect it. I just don't think I like it. I can't believe I'm married to someone who likes Billy Joel over Bruce Springsteen. I don't respect Billy Joel, but I like him. Okay, this is that's defensible. <laughs> I can't help it. And I like a lot of Bruce songs. I like a lot of Prince songs. Just like, they're not my jam overall. This is cool. I ate it. So I think I really like this bar in concept, in theory. I like it, you know, when I'm mostly done eating it. But I do not like it when I bite it and take that first taste. This is a very challenging chocolate bar for me to evaluate, apparently. But let's move on to something a little easier. So this one is the Star Bar. All right, so this is the only one that sounds like an American chocolate bar. The Star Bar is chocolate filled with caramel and roasted peanuts. What does that sound like to you? Fucking delicious. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Snickers without the nougat. So this is the closest thing to an American chocolate bar that we have tried, and it was not introduced until 1976. That kind of makes sense. Yep, and it is sold in Canada and Germany under the name... Wunderbar in Canada, and I guess Wunderbar in Germany, spelled with a W. 
That means wonderful in German, I think. So, let's eat this star bar. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, this one's fucking good. It's really sticky, though, and not as sweet as a Snickers. Yeah, and the, the peanuts are, like, crushed up into almost, like, peanut butter. This is really, really good, you guys. It doesn't have that stretchy caramel vibe that Snickers does. You guys need to go eat Star Bars. It's more like a, a blob than a stretch. Yeah, you guys need to go find this. You know, India is, like, our second largest market. So, hey, everybody in India. I think you can probably get almost all of these in grocery stores. I think all these products are available in India. So also for our Indian listeners, if you want to mail us chocolate, we would take that. But that's probably a stupid idea. So if you email us at littlebitleaveitpodcast at gmail.com, tell us what candy bars or Indian candies, especially chocolate, that was... Yeah, commercial chocolate bars. I mean, I love Indian sweets, Indian candies, and Indian baked goods. We live near central New Jersey, so yeah, we can get those. Yeah, tell us what we should try. Yeah, and also if you're in India and you've had these British bars, tell us what you think of them. Or hey, if you're anywhere and you've had these, tell us what you think of them. Do you think they're different in Britain and and India? Like McDonald's is different everywhere? I wouldn't be surprised if there are some subtle differences. I mean, the Wikipedia does go into detail for, you know, the Aero Bar. That does have some varieties that change country to country. You know, like the East Coast, West Coast Girl Scout cookie beef. Well, that's because there are, I think, two or three different factories that make the Girl Scout cookies. There's and, two. Right. And one of them makes one kind of cookie exclusively. Another one makes a different kind of cookie exclusively. Right. But they're the quote unquote same thing, except they're not. Yeah. So that's why I'm wondering if there is, you know, different factories making the same chocolate bar. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But there's a big difference in end result. I don't know. So we have listeners all over the world, so we would love to hear from you. What do you think uh, is going on with the chocolate in your neck of the woods? Ooh, if we have anybody in Asian countries, Rocket Fizz also has a lot of Asian candy. Tell us what we should eat from your country. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just turn this into a candy podcast. I mean, why not? Yeah, we get to eat candy all the time. Sounds fantastic. So this was a lot of fun. Overall, I think Star Bar is our clear number one as you go in for your second piece. That one had more stretch. Yeah, so if we're going to rank these top to bottom, I think Star Bar is definitely both our number one. What's your top five? Um, Star Bar, Arrow, that toffee nonsense, Flake, and the Fruit and Nut. Okay, so I, I'm going to go Star Bar, obviously, as number one. I think I'm actually going to go Flake as my number two. Even though the chocolate tasted kind of cheap, it was just fun to eat. Ain't nothing wrong with being cheap and fun. Yeah. And I'll put Arrow at number three. The other two, I'm, I don't know how to rank Crunchy or Fruit and Nut. I mean... Crunchy was you know objectively what? better than Fruit I, and Nut. I would put Fruit and Nut four and Crunchy five because the truth is that if you forced me to eat one of those two, I would probably go for the Fruit and Nut just because that Crunchy, it's just, it's weird, man. I don't know. I, I'm kind of thinking about it. I'm looking at my unfinished piece and considering a return to glory. That's the one you bought more of than anyone else. So we have a bunch of them. I'll eat them. We can give them to our son. Oh, great. You want to pop him up on smoky chocolate? Yeah, why not? You didn't see him the other day when he came home after a birthday party at school. All that stuff about kids being crazy after eating a bunch of sugar is just parents' perception anyway. There's no truth in it. There's caffeine in chocolate. I guess yeah. there is caffeine in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, he was like vibrating. 
Yeah, you should have seen him after I gave him that double shot of espresso. He was running too fast. He was gone. He couldn't see him. Just gone in a flash. All right. So does that do it for us? I will say, though, overall, the chocolate is better than Hershey's, but I like American chocolate bars better. Yeah. I mean, we were raised on them. I like chocolate with shit in it. No, I really love also like the chemical burn that you get when you take a big bite of Butterfinger. Yes. And guess what's coming up? What? Halloween candy season. Oh, yeah. So I'm glad we got all this candy because, you know, we're certainly not going to be having a lot of candy soon. Well, I try to buy our Halloween candy as late as possible so I don't eat it all. No, that's a good idea. So uh, the next episode we release, I don't know, is that going to be our final uh, week of season seven? Yes. Our next release will be week eight of season seven. Yeah. And followed by the finale episode for season seven. So we'll talk about the declarations, the prom. Oh, I've got a whole set of thoughts about this season seven. Ben has thoughts. We're trying to get an awesome guest co-host. It's not settled. If you think that can be you... Let us know. Yeah, we're always looking for new collaborators and all that. You have to be as good as us. That's not hard. Well, I don't know. We're pretty good at this. You have to be as good as we were in our first episodes. That's not hard. (laughs) Yeah, that's not hard. So you can hit us up on the socials. I'm at LBLI podcast on Twitter. Eh, don't even bother. Yeah, don't even bother with her. That's not your line. That's my line. You're the one who said it first. I know. That's my line. All right. And you can also email us at littlebitleaveitpodcast at gmail.com. So until next time, from Staten Island to Love Island, I'm a little bit wet now, but I think I'm just sweating. We hope you have a sweet day. Dude, sweet. <laughs>